Welcome to Table Manners Podcast. Table Manners. Create your own lane with your host, Emmett Combs and Tremaine Wright. Us against the world, let's get it. As they share conversations about real estate. Invest in things that you understand. Life. I had to believe in myself like never before. Passion. Make something you 100% love. And career with influential people in our community. This is Table Manners Podcast. Welcome, man. Welcome back to our Table Manners Podcast. I am Emmett Combs, and we have here co-host Tremaine Wright and our special guest, Mr. Frazier with Unities. Absolutely. What's up, man? How you doing? Man, blessed. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm just happy to be here. Awesome, man. Look, I like that shirt. I like that shirt. Like yours as well, my brother. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I told them that you can do these, replicate these shirts, because the Media 9 shirts are just like this too as well, because we need some new orders in a way, because everybody keep on asking us on our calls when we get when we get some more shirts in. Yeah, I seen Tremaine when he came into the T-shirt shop, and I um, let him know off rip, man. It was something special about the Media 9. Once uh-huh. I seen it, you know, God just gave me a vision that, you know, it was beautiful, successful. Gotcha. Okay, then. So, the you know, table manners, our, our biggest topic is about really what it's about. is about creating your own lane, you know. And, you know, the one thing about you, you know, I sat down and talked with you because you and the other guys sound just alike, really. So, you know, just getting your background or whatnot, I feel like you would be a good person to come on the show and talk about creating your own lane, how you guys, you know, how you have unities, you know. Just explain about how you created your own lane and be, being at the part you're at right now. Man, it's get very deep, my brother. Very, very deep. You know, I did about four and a half years in prison. When I did about four and a half years in prison, my wife, she started uh, creating T-shirts. And when she started creating T-shirts, she started sending me photos of T-shirts. So when she started sending me photos of T-shirts, it caught my attention. So when it caught my attention, I said, hold on, wait, this can be very big. And um, she was just like, yeah, I've been doing it um, just out my house. And um, when she was telling me she was doing it at her house, you know, me thinking, I'm like, hey, whoa, hold on, wait one minute. We could take this to another level. You know, we open up one location and we open up one location. We open up a second location and we open up a second location. Everything was going well. It was actually going too well because it was overwhelming just for both of us. So um, we got a staff, as you see, the other guy. You know, he's me and him sound just alike because you know we 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 very close. We very close, and I do my best to train them well, and my wife do the same. But with Unity is man, my wife have a passion for uh, making customers smile. That's the reason why she named the business Unities because she all about bringing families, companies, schools, organization together in Unity. Oh, Unity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that is. You know, I was about to ask you that yeah. where y'all came up with the name Unities. So uh, yeah. unity that makes really good sense. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, Kevin. So how have you guys created your own lane and like created the success over the years? Oh man, it's been a journey, my brother. It's been a journey because we yeah. have a lot of competitors out there, and with a lot of competitors out there, um, we known all over. We known all over Orlando, surrounding counties. Mm-hmm. We even ship orders to other countries. And with that being said, my brother, it wasn't a walk in the park because uh, we I, had. I can only I can, imagine. I can imagine. So, that. what challenges? What challenges? Because I know what challenges we have in our industry. But what challenges do you have? Like 
in that in your t-shirt industry? The challenges that we have is, you know, not bragging and boasting, but not the small companies, the mm -hmm. major corporations. Because, you know, the major corporations, mm -hmm. you know, once uh, somebody come in and order a bundle of t-shirts, they can give you the t-shirts on pennies. They can give mm -hmm. you. So it's hard to really compete with that. So with that being said, me and my wife, we had to come up with different strategies, uh, how we can uh, not really compete, but how we can just, you know, fit in with the major corporations. Got it. And once we decided mm -hmm. that we invested into new equipment and when we invested into a new equipment, we spent about thousands, probably about 50,000 mm -hmm. investing into some new equipment. And when we spent that money, it was my fault because I even went and did some stuff that was, oh, man, I'm, I'm <laughs> ridiculous. I took it. Well, you know, I'm not I'm not scared to share this because, you know, um, if I experience something, I want to share it with my brother so they won't make the same mistake. Got it. I took a second mortgage out on our home. When I took oh, a second no. mortgage out on our home, uh, we purchased the equipment. We spent about 50000 in equipment. We had the equipment sitting for two years, and I made one red cent what? off it. So my wife, how? she was just every day, yeah, 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 yeah. So how? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> so who took the first foot, the first step forward in saying, look, we finna mortgage our home? And who came up with the idea of acquiring $50,000 worth of equipment Without a plan of usage. My brother, I'm not sad to say this again. <laughs> I'm not sad to say this again, my brother. It, it was uh, my lack of experience. And with my lack of experience, I was ego and hungry to expand the business. Got it. So uh, I, I heard from... Um, good friends that was in the t-shirt industry and it was like oh you get into dtg direct to garment printing make, make sure you speak into the mic oh sorry about there that you go, there you go. Like, oh you get into dtg direct to garment printing you take your business to a whole nother level so um i just went to shopping around you know just at home online you know mm -hmm. looking at uh companies that offer dtg machines mm -hmm. so we found the company uh codeci over in tampa and we mm -hmm. found codeci over in tampa i um told my wife hey that's that's short i mean that's right around the corner tampa's only 45 minutes an hour away yeah. and we can drive over there you know once a day to um, take classes to learn this equipment mm -hmm. and that's what oh, i did okay. that's what i did i took took um, a bunch of courses to get it figured out. And once I took a bunch of courses to get it figured out, this was get really deep at, because once I can't get it figured out, I was like, hey, we got $50,000 in this. Now, if a customer come, and Tremaine know this, if a mm -hmm. customer come into our shop and um, they spending $10 with us and something not right, we're going to fix it. Got so it. with that being mm -hmm. said, we spent $50,000 with this company. And I'm like, hey, I took classes, course after course. So I'm operating the machine the same way I was taught to operate the machine in class, and it's not producing the way that it was producing when I was in class. So um, I was like, how could we get this resolved? And they gave me the runaround, gave me the runaround. To I sort of what kind of got it figured out now, but it's mm -hmm. still just $50,000 just on hold, like pause, like oh, so, so y'all still not utilizing the machines, right? Yes, what? Still not utilizing the uh, machines. What the DTG mean? The DTG machine. Really? Yes. Dang. Yes, all the shirts y'all be man. doing? All the shirts we be doing is just straight off manpower, man. 
So I got, I got. Mm. A, I want to go back to you. You said you did um, re- revert back to it. You said you did four years and then got out. Did that make you more hungry when you got out? Absolutely, absolutely, my brother. It made me hungry because I, I felt like I was robbed four and a half years of my freedom, four and a half years of my life. And um, actually, I was one of those um, individuals that was wrong, uh, unlawfully convicted. Really? Yeah. Just like the movie with um, Robert B. George, um, No Mercy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people not uh, unconvicted, well, wrongfully convicted in jail and they got out. Oh, so that happened to you? Yeah, that happened to me. And that's why I'm ego to really, you know, what? help in the community, man. And uh, it was a pleasure for me to be here tonight because it's just only the beginning, my brother. It's going to get greater because, you know, I trust in God with everything that I do. I that's put him on, first. That's the only way to go. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. You got to put God first. So, what challenges? Do you face any challenges after um, serving your time? You like what challenge you face after that? Man, it was it was rough for me, man. Because when I got out of prison, man, it was just like I barely didn't even exist in the world. Because mm-hmm. uh, my driver's license was took, and I had to pay about probably about twenty five thousand just to get a driver's license back. What? That's, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Why so much money to get your license back? Well, I had a. a well, actually, you know, I'm not going to uh, sit here and play the good guy role because, you know, I, I had an accident and um, it was about maybe 10 years ago when I had an accident. Well, now it's been over 10 years. At the time when I was incarcerated, it probably had been 10 years. Uh, um, they put a judgment out on me because when I was in oh. prison, I can't respond to the judgment. So gotcha. they actually just stuck me with it. And mm. I was hit hit with about... $75,000 worth of um, collections. What? Wow. Well, it's a blessing that you got your license. You got your license back now? No. They actually revoked again, man. <laughs> so hold on. Actually, so yeah. how did you get over here? I, I got a ride here. Tremaine, <laughs> Tremaine, my witness. Tremaine, Tremaine my witness. Hold up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tremaine, my witness. He actually walked to the door and seen me getting dropped out. Okay. <laughs> I'm strictly by the book, my brother. I like to do everything. This is the order. Uh, time, time out. So they still won't let you get your license still? Man, I'm, oh, I'm, man. I'm still fighting, still fighting, how, man. How many years has been? Well, they just been revoked uh, probably about probably about six to seven months now. Oh, you know, due to the pandemic and things like that. Um, I'm an electrician also. Okay. So due to the pandemic, um, I got laid off from my job because we was all out of work with the electrician. So that's what just made me ego because everybody on the electrician job know that we have our own company print T-shirts, and um, it. I let my wife run the t-shirt company while I went to um, bring some extra funds to a home to our home. Yeah, it makes with, sense. With electrical and the pandemic hit, it just it it messed me all up, my brother. To be honest, man. Tr- trust me, man. Everybody going through the same. We we in real estate, so mm-hmm. we we definitely know exactly the impact of COVID and individuals that was about to get a house and also wasn't able to get a house the next day or close to closing just because of the pandemic, people lost their job. So yeah, we've seen it. We've seen it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly what you, you just mentioned, what you're going through. You know, we definitely see it. Um, but uh, well, I'm definitely glad you are here, man. And um, we getting this story shared so people can see this and be inspired by, inspired by yes, sir, it. Most and, definitely. I think one of the, one of the most important things to oh. take from just the little part of the story that you shared thus far is just, you know, Life is going to throw you curveballs. Yeah, exactly, my brother. You know what I mean? All and day. 
some of them you can hit, some of them you won't be able to hit. But it's all about what you do when you put the bat down. That's right. Correct. You know what I mean? When you pick it and back so, up. And so, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's what it's about. Some people, you know, they strike out and they never want to get back on the plate again. That's right. You know, so, it, it, and a lot of times people strike out and they may have gotten a walk, but the umpire called it wrong. So when you see a situation where the umpire might have misjudged a pitch, how do you take that? Do you take it because you, you know, you strike out, you go sit on the end of the bench, you don't want to get back up on the plate. Why? Because life's not fair. The umpire is calling the judge in the favor of the pitcher. Mm. Or do you get back up and you learn how to just get on base? But you, you got a bunt, you know, bunt at balls that you know that you could have got a walk, but you're not going to leave the judgment and, and you're not going to leave the judgment to the umpire yeah. to make that call. And so I like I like that, and that, that like spark, that spark something for me because I know a lot of people and I know my past. There's a lot of people that I can line up that could be side by side with me. But they was impacted by the way the judge, the umpire made that judgment call. And they never did get back up to the plate. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's what that's what should be inspiring to people that hear your story. You know what I mean? You get back up to the plate and you're motivated. Correct. You know what I mean? You motivated to to persevere. So what I want to know is that how did you guys create your own lane? How did you guys go against the grain, create a separation from the small mom and pops? Because clearly you started from your home. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct, my brother. And we started from the home and we started from the home, like I explained to you earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, she used to send me photos of uh, some T-shirts that she was printing when I was in prison sitting in the cell. And, you know, sitting in the cell in prison, you got a lot of time to yourself just to think. Because mm-hmm. that's when I actually found God when I was in prison, because I had mm-hmm. time to pick up my Bible and read it. See, when mm-hmm. I was out, I, I wasn't you know, really concerned about reading my Bible, but back to create my own lane. Creating our lane and unities in the t-shirt uh, business, it, it, it was rough, man. My wife, she was in the house, like I say, printing t-shirts, and she had all friends and even customers come to her. Mm-hmm. And when the customers come to her, they would get their t-shirts and they would examine them. They would be like, oh, uh, maybe we can, she make a lot of money. Maybe we can print t-shirts on our own. And they go and try and, to knock on yeah. They go and try, they go and try uh, to, to get customers that they know is our loyal customers. Because we, all of our customers, we establish business relationships with them. That's like what Tremaine, he established a business relationship with us. Because once a customer comes back repeatedly, that's a relationship. Correct. So if that's a relationship, this part of creating our lane, we treat that customer as family. He no longer a customer. We establish a business relationship. And once we start doing that all around with all of our customers in the city, that's what separated us from the other businesses. That's what made us in the lane that we in right now. That's what mm-hmm. really made our lane because we treat customers like family. If you come to us and you spend your hard-earned money that you work for, you hey, everybody when when not to not to say you would do this, Emmett, but mm-hmm. if you go to a, a place and spend some money, nine times out of ten, everybody want to know the owner. Everybody want to know the boss. <laughs> yep. So if, if if you're a good boss, somebody come to your business and they spend money. 
with your business, they put money in your family pocket. They put food on your family table. So when they Absolutely. put food on your family table, you're going to treat them with respect. You're going to treat them with love. Yeah. It's not just about the dollar. Because if it was about the dollar, you you, you know, I, I ain't have to treat you with no love. When yeah, Tremaine come. walked in that door, I, it, it could have just been about a dollar. Hey, he just spending another dollar. I ain't got to sit down and talk yeah. with him for 30 minutes and show love and show him that he appreciated with spending his money. Cause that's, and, and that's why, you know, society the way it is right now today, because we need more brothers like us. How y'all invite me on now. this podcast, man. And I'm talking about this beautiful for me. I don't know if y'all know how much it meant to me, man, but it meant a lot to me. You know, uh, a, a young brother out the hood, and, um, you know, made his way because I had to make like back to create your own lane. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife had to make our way. In the business world, because right now our friends, remember, I, I had some friends in the hood. They used to always tell me, oh, it's good to have friends in high places. They used to just joke around because they knew the things that I was doing. Um, I was succeeding off of those mm-hmm. things. So they like, oh, it's good to have friends in high places. But right now, through the grace of God, me and my wife, we got friends in, in high places and really, yeah. really high places. That's a blessing. Because we Taking that second mortgage out of my home, what I told y'all about earlier, mm-hmm. it wasn't so so bad, cause our friend, it it was it was our friend who I took the fifty thousand dollar mortgage out, and our friend, he was a, actually a white guy. He helped us buy our first home. You know, he helped us invest money into our business. So that's mm-hmm. why I was explaining oh, to that, you earlier. That's, that's great. I man. was explaining to Emmy earlier, Tremaine, before you even uh, you know before came into started, the room yeah. before we started up that. All white people ain't bad people. Well, I, you know what? And we 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 was having this conversation, yeah. and and like, and we both, you know, we identify with the same. You know, it's because it, it's more of an understanding and the controlled narrative that people try to put out there. Like, you know, it's it's two sides to every story. You know, You're correct. So, for instance, you know, like you have you have a whole lot going on with the uh, police or whatnot right yeah well mm-hmm. I, we know a lot of police you know my brother's a, my brother's ex police officer mm-hmm. we know a lot mm-hmm. of police officers that you know are good people yes sir you know what i mean but just like when there's a bad situation that go on all the police officers put into right. one pool everything get amplified same mm-hmm. thing with our black community when something when somebody does something wrong you right the narrative is pointed that all of us are in the same. So therefore we get judged as one when we have a confrontation with a police mm-hmm. officer or anybody else. Like we get judged as one, but we all are not like the last person that you may have had an encounter with. You, you know what I mean? Correct. So everybody have to look at everything from a right perspective because the narrative is being controlled. Correct. And correct. we have to be the ones to paint our own narrative. And that, like we had a discussion about you know, in order for us to change the paradigm of other people, how they view us, we have, have to, to respond different. And we have to get right within. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have to get right within. We have, we to, have to respond different. We have to be our brother's keeper. You're hey, correct. man, I'm a, what my brother is doing is wrong. Hey, I'm not going to be scared to challenge my brother on something that he's doing wrong. Hey, brother, you're doing it wrong. This is the correct way to do it. And if you do it this way, this would be the outcome. See, the thing is, a lot of us are not doing that. Correct. We're, Absolutely. We're not trying to help our brothers out, you know, and that and that's the biggest issue. And just when y'all said, you know, I, I, growing up, I went to a white school, I went to a white college. Mm-hmm. I, I played it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I never, I, to be honest, with you, I really never had an issue with, with racism or anything growing up. Period. I stayed yes. in a white neighborhood. Never did. All my, I got a lot of white friends. 
still to this day all the time. I, I do deals with everybody. I never really had an issue in that racism and never had dealt with that really growing up. I see it all the time. But like you said, man, everybody has to work together. Everybody has mm-hmm. to own it. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. Everybody's pointing blame at everybody else besides owning, you know, owning what's actually what's going on and everybody collectively coming together and finding out how can we make this work together and figure out what the cause is. And I think, you know, once that happens, I think things will, you know, get a lot better. Yes, sir. And, you know, that's just, that's just my opinion, you know. Most I don't really talk about stuff like that because, you know, I'm just, I like to sit, I, I'm, I sit back on the sidelines and look at, you know, see how everything goes. I let Emmy do all the talking. Okay. Yeah. Look. <laughs> okay. <laughs> see, see. Okay. That's- I think a lot of, a lot of that, you know, um, and the, the, a lot of the finger pointing it and a lot of the control narrative, um, a lot of this stuff is created and occurred because people have a, a false imagery of what they're shooting for. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And so in, in in saying that, is that people allow other people to control, you know, what success looks like or what the expectation of what they're supposed to do, how they're supposed to do it. You know what I mean? How you're supposed to treat your brother, what I'm expecting from you. Because in, in this business, like, I've seen it all. You know what I mean? I've seen it all. And to be honest with you, like, I mean, I've seen racism from my own kind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And the most disrespectful Every day. of the racism from my own kind, somebody right. who sat right in front of me. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I when I speak, I speak from a, a like a, a a wide, wide angle lens because I see it from all angles. And especially being from where I'm from, where you, you're dealing with a community that, you know, half is like a crab in a bucket, half is like... You know, uh, you know they, they want they want to see you succeed, but they don't want to be the one to help you succeed. Correct. You know what I mean. And then the other ones want to cheer you on, but they're cheering you just to get close enough to figure out what you're doing, so they can try to knock you off. Correct. You know what I mean. So I see it from a very wide angle lens, and I smile no matter which one I'm in. I smile. My intentions are the same. My heart is the same, and I let God handle everything. But but. Absolutely. I don't comply with nobody's other vision of what I should be. Correct. Absolutely. I just don't. I don't. I don't allow nobody to control my narrative. I don't allow nobody to control my vision, my angle, my goals, anything. Like I, I, I can care less what other people think about what we do. We have one mission and one goal, and and as long as you're on my team, I feel the same about you. If you was living in my house, same thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know yes. what I mean? And so, and, and I treat everybody the same. You know, it doesn't matter what color you are when you're sitting at the table. You, you're still family. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. Correct. As long as you're on this table, you, you, you're family. Absolutely. Now, you go outside them doors, you're not at this table. <laughs> I ain't got to love for That's the way it's supposed to be, my brother. That's the way it's supposed to be. And, and, and once it's that way, Emmett, you know, people will be able to respect you. And, you know, some of them, just because they respect you don't mean they're going to like you. And we, as as business owners, you know, like, and, and people of profession and people who have things that they have to stand up and represent every single day, like, you can't allow other people's judgment upon you affect what you do and how you do it daily. You know what I mean? Like, right. I make certain I make certain comments on posts and social media and whatnot, and, and like I may I may make them very you know casually and whatnot, but I mean it wholeheartedly. You know, a lot of things like don't judge yourself. Don't judge yourself about somebody else's you know okay. goals and, and and what they're doing. Don't judge mm-hmm. yourself by that. You know, like mm-hmm. it could be we all could have the same business at this table. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I honestly want everybody to succeed. Mm-hmm. 
Regardless of what other people, other people narrative going to try to make us be in competition with each other. That's what other people want because they don't want any of us to succeed. Correct. So they want us to, you know, get get all focus on what our goals really should be and want us to be in competition with each other. Mm-hmm. Correct. In, instead of, hey, you can succeed, you can succeed because at, at the end of the day, we all have a different type of impressional impact that we can make in our own lanes, regardless. Correct. But I think they don't want and other people don't want you to see that or realize that and really, you know, uh, grow to, you know, really fulfill what your true obligation is in this world. They want you to get sidetracked. Everybody's looking for the mess. Everybody's looking for the for the hot story about how everything fell apart, all the drama that, that's taking place. But, I mean, I want people to continue to tune in to what we're doing because they're not going to find that. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's right. Really. It's not going to happen. That's right. Mm-hmm. And like I say, man, you know, I'm just grateful, man. Grateful to, to meet two good brothers, man, because, you know, it's hard to meet good brothers, man. You know, right now. It is, man. Yeah, it, it is. is. I got small. You, like, I only you, deal with, to be honest, I only deal with, like, people at the brokerage and Kevin on the outside. And somebody, <laughs> <laughs> it's a small, it, it, look, it, it's a small circle, you That's know. Right. It, and but even though, like you know, I try to work on myself on getting out and meeting people, and whatnot. But um, you still have to be careful. You have to be careful because you got to protect your energy. You know what I mean? You have to protect your energy, mm-hmm. and that's why it's, it's so. Yeah, and like for you, you know, for you to be thriving in this type of business, I look up. There's a lot of people who have you know t-shirt businesses or whatnot, but. You never see anybody rise above the crowd, you know what I mean, like yourself. You know what I mean? So it's it's very unique that, you know, a, a business able to, you know, sort of drown the noise, so to speak, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then stay focused on your goals and knowing what challenges you had to come. You didn't let those challenges and setbacks hold you back, you know what I mean? And, like, I feel that if we all focus on our own goals, you know what I mean? You can look mm-hmm. yourself in the mirror, smile, be proud of what you've overcome, mm-hmm. and you can say to yourself, I am enough. I, you know what I mean? We, we, we can be the major, you know, Fortune 500 company mm-hmm. that the smaller brands look up to because we right. are enough. You know what I mean? That's we right. are enough. We get that all the time, man. We get it all, all the time. Everybody, they come and make jokes. Hey, man, y'all might as well just put all the other T-shirt companies around Orlando on y'all team and let them just work under y'all. Like, it'll be like a franchise. But, you know, my wife be like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot have my name on somebody else's mess and I respect her for that because yeah. you know the people ain't going to put the energy into you know serving the, the people the way we put our energy into serving the people we yeah. put our all into serving the people see you know we put God first and when you 100%. put when you when you put God first, He gonna make sure you do good. Correct. So with that being said, man, you know uh, we just blessed. We don't seen a lot in the t shirt field because we don't seen major um, corporations. We don't seen them like the fifty thousand dollar hit that I took. Shaw mm-hmm. man, we don't seen them take um, hits with M's with millions. And, and when we seen them, and we seen them take hits with millions. They go in distress and they just be like just this this. But, I, I would say one thing, sorry to cut you off, you know, because okay. y'all are in Pine Hills. Mm-hmm. How well has the community been um, helping you guys out since you're there? Y'all in a great location to me. Man, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, Jermaine. The way we get help, sad. Very sad, man. I'm talking about I had some devastating times in that T-shirt shop. I had some good times in there, but I had more down times than good times. Really? Just seeing the young kids that we have to put their face on the shirt, 
you know, just seeing mm. kids that's um, the age of my daughter that's being murdered, that's being brutally gunned down in my community where I come from. See, it took me years and years and years uh, of just sitting back like, hey, I'm not in the streets no more. I, I, I don't live the street life. But um, I was wrong. The reason why I was wrong by me not opening my mouth and by me not voicing my opinion with somebody seeing me living in my mess that I could have influenced to do the right thing. Because mm-hmm. if they be like, hey, boy, if Jonathan did it, if he changed his life, well, I know there is a God and I know I can change mine too. So with that being said, man, just the kids, that's that hurt me the most, man. Just mm-hmm. putting these kids 18, 16, 15 on a T-shirt. Man, well, I never really thought about that. There, yeah. there is because my wife's from, she's from Orlando, mm-hmm. and um, our daughters, you know, they know everybody because kids on the social yes. media. It used to be at one point, like every week, uh, one of their friends died, or somebody they know on social media, uh, uh, on social media, they know they died, and like you, as you mentioned, all their all their faces on shirts, mm-hmm. all all the time. And that, mm-hmm. that is sad. I never thought about that. You know how sad that could be, especially um, where you at. I know everybody comes there because you you uh, go to um, t-shirt company. Everybody's coming to you to get the shirts done, and you see it consistently. I can see how sad mm-hmm. that can be because you're saying there's no change being made with these kids. Nobody influencing these kids. No leader is letting them know there's another way. But it changed, Tremaine. It has changed. You know, for this last past week, it's very fresh. But for this last past week. I've been stepping up, man. You know, I've been letting God use me. Oh, that's Because, I, I, you know, uh, God blessed me with a ministry, man. And I have a ministry, Rome ministry, that's launching very, very soon. And mm. uh, it's called Respect of All Men. Amen. You know, no, yeah, no matter what color you is, no matter what race you is. Mm, I like respect that. Respect of all men. And that's what, you know, I want to get my race to understand. Hey, we people of color. We've been down here. We've been at the bottom for so long, mm-hmm. but now it's time to change. You know, with the uh, police brutality, with the murder of George Floyd, you know, that gave African-Americans uh, some leeway in America. And the reason why they gave us some leeway in America, because right now, for the first time in I don't know how many years, people are starting to really understand the hurt, the pain, the frustration that African-Americans go through. But right. what I encourage my people to do is not to get out and break in buildings, burn buildings. Because, you, you know, when we do stuff like that, you yeah. know, they hurt Emmett, they hurt Tremaine, they hurt me. Correct. Because so, we're losing, because yeah. people are looking at us in a different light. Yeah. And, you know, we do things correctly mm-hmm. and not doing things in that matter. We lose on people mm-hmm. that affects our household at the end of the day. And I but got, I, was but I, I, I have to step in mm-hmm. and I and like it takes leadership. Mm-hmm. It takes leadership for one. Um, it really doesn't matter what other people do when you know if if they're not if they don't align with you. It doesn't matter what they do. Um, no, it's not right, and yes, it's a bad representation representation of us. But it takes more of us being leaders because what what happened in a lot of instances where you have um, people of color who gain financial stability, wealth or whatnot, they relocate themselves, you know, and distance themselves so far away from the community that they don't have ties to be that leader in the community for people to look up to. And then every time somebody do see that face, a leader, you know, what do they have on? They have on a, a skirt or they 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 doing something 
that again misrepresenting the culture as a whole. Mm-hmm. But that's the narrative that's being painted, and so it's important for leaders within the community to stay connected with the community. To as you start to you know to raise up, a lot of times they say, "Oh, but you have to you know you have to leave the community if you want to stay safe." But it's not also it's not about leaving the community, or you know it's about you know staying impactful in the community Mm -hmm. and you can do that by supporting other local businesses you can Mm -hmm. do that by um you know starting ministry um, ministries Mm -hmm. and um within the community you can do that by uplifting your other you know brothers and sisters whether um it be by hiring them by mentorship by just or being a good role model and staying somewhat Mm -hmm. connected to where your your image still has an impact locally Mm -hmm. You know, so it's it's up to us to not be so distant from the community that needs us so dearly, you know, because we're so quick to go in and uproot ourselves and get as far away from it as possible. You know what I mean? But like, okay, we made it out. Mm -hmm. But honestly, you know, you made it out, but you turn your back on mm-hmm. a whole generation that needs you. They need that leadership. They need that influence. They need to know that there's true role models out here. They came from the same roots, the same grounds that they came from. So mm-hmm. they could change. You know what I mean? They could change. It's all about how you respond to things. Mm-hmm. No, you wake up, everything is not going to be given to you on a silver platter. So nobody expect you to pass around dishes on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yes, you got to play with the cards that, that the life gave you. Mm-hmm. It, but at the same time, you can make out, you can make, you know, lemons, lemon, lemonade out of lemons. You know <laughs> what right. I mean? That's right. it, it, it can be done, mm-hmm. but it's, you can't fall into the false paradigm that mm-hmm. other people want you to try to live up to. You have to stay connected with your community. You have to stay um, structured and aligned with your vision. You know, mm-hmm. you have to stay where people need you. Like, for instance, um, I, go to, I go to church on Sundays, right? Mm-hmm. And... I'm one of the people who I'm I'm consistent. I'm mm-hmm. I'm very structured, very consistent. I don't need to, you know, go to church to read my Bible. I don't need to go to church to pray. I don't need to go to church to to pay my tithes and dues. But I go because if I want I want to be I want to be the president and the person there. Therefore, if there's only one other person of my age or, of of somebody that looks like me and when they see me there, I want them to know that yes, it's a place of comfort. Yes. You know, uh, there are us mm-hmm. like because without my presence, there are other people who may be looking for somebody else to identify with in that same environment. They may stop mm-hmm. coming because they probably feel that nobody else of their age is, you know, in the church. Nobody else, you know, believes in God. So, you know, like we're, mm-hmm. we're looking for a false yes. hope. So I go for support. I go for, you know, for that person to to see me and identify. I'm like, oh, it's another young brother that goes to go to church. It's, it's always the small things. That's, that's like very little. That's. It's not. That's mm-hmm. that's something very small. You would never think about. It, it, but and I it, think it about has that. a lot of impact, mm-hmm. though. And I, when I see them, I make it my business to mm-hmm. speak to them mm-hmm. and just say, "Hey, mm-hmm. how you doing?" And I know you met Dre, but that's how we met Dre. Mm-hmm. I seen him at church, and I made it my business to go and speak to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the, that's um, how we the met. Dude. That's that, and that's how we met. Um, oh, that's sense. that's how we met. Um, um, Jay the barber. Thanks. Same ch- thing. Oh, at the church. Yeah. Oh. At the church. But oh. I'm, I'd be making it my business to go and, and you know, and check speak. In. Yeah, Fellowship. check Fellowship. in and speak to them. Yeah. Fellowship. And let them know that, you know, and we're doing good business in the community. It's, you know, because we fellowship outside the church. Correct. And I wanted, I wanted to um, thank y'all for having me here tonight, man. And 
everybody, man, if it's okay, man, to let everybody know we located at 2620 yes. North Hawassi oh, Road yes. yeah, man. in Orlando, you, Florida. You, you better so tell them because I'm going to tell them. <laughs> if y'all live in Orlando and y'all need T-shirt printing, come see us. Unities, man. Inside Max Plaza D3, look for Jonathan or Shamar, and we got you. Got it. Well, what about the social media? They can find your social, social media. Social media, y'all can find us Unities, P E R L L C. Yeah, and um, that's on Facebook and that's on Instagram as well. But Tremaine, uh, Tremaine, my brother, because you know, you're my brother who I met that came and done a lot of business with us. I appreciate you for having me here. You know, time, the, I'm the co founder and, and Emmett. Man, it's been Man. a blessing, my brother. Absolutely yeah, a blessing. Yeah. We're going to talk after this because I got to get some orders live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate y'all, yeah, my brother. Man. Man, it's right. been all love here tonight. Man. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah. We appreciate out. you, boss. Out. Man, we out, man. This table, man, is for you. you.